Hello everyone, this is Kyle Galaz with Poor to Pro Car Sales Training Podcast. Become a sales titan. We are in season three. This is episode number seven. We're going to be talking about 10 ways to sell more cars. What can we do at the dealership to sell more cars? Before I get started, I want to say thank you to four of my uh, Porter Pro guys out there that signed up for one-on-one training sessions that went great. First one is Erman Tupkovic out of Australia, Rick Pena out of the East Coast, USA, Frank Salvino out of Cal- uh, Canada, and Tyler Moreno out of California, USA. So I appreciate you guys signing up, spending your resources to get better in the car business, and the feedback I'm already getting back from these guys, and the numbers they're putting up tells me that they're listening and they're learning from the podcast and from me, Kyle Galaz, and it's and it's working out. So I appreciate your guys' one-on-one. If you guys want to sign up for a one-on-one, message me. Find me and message me. We'll get you signed up. We'll go over the details and when we do it, how we do it, and it's we'll get you dialed in to start selling a bunch of cars a month and get you to turn into a sales titan that's making over 100K a year. That's the goal here. Also, thank you guys for donating to the podcast. You, anything that you guys donate, whether it's a dollar or a hundred or fifty, whatever the number is, it helps me with buying more equipment for the podcast so I can help better serve you guys. So I appreciate it. All right, let's get into this episode 10 Ways to Sell More Cars. We're going to start with passion. Passion is the key ingredient, it is the foundation of your career. When I run into a salesperson that has passion in themselves and their product and their dealership in helping people, They are completely contagious. So when you are out there on the car lot and you have passion, you're going to do things to the customer that your average salesperson will not be able to do. You're going to be able to win people over purely based on passion. But everything that you do that that has the foundation of passion is going to be that much better. Every step of of the sale, every word you say um, with passion is... It's com- compelling and convincing. When a customer is dealing with uh, with a salesperson that has passion beyond all beliefs, they, they'll listen. It's going to keep their attention rather than the guy just going through the process and the steps and this is what my boss told me to, to sell a car, right? You, you know the difference between a passionate voice and a voice that's going through the process and the step because the boss told him to and this is just a job. This is not his career. He could care less. So when you're going to help a, a customer, you got to have passion. Passion is contagious. It's compel- compelling. It's convincing. And it elevates the emotion of the entire uh, process, the, the entire steps of the sale. When a customer is being helped by someone that has passion in their voice, in their, in their body language, they get caught up in it. They get caught up in that. And when they get caught up in that, in in your passion, then they start making decisions based on emotions and not, you know, logic and, oh, well, we came for a red F-150 and that's it, right? You get them caught up in this emotion. Well, I don't have a red F-150, but you got to come look at this truck. I know it's not what you asked for, but just give me a few minutes. And all of a sudden, with all that passion you got, they start believing in what you're saying. They start... uh, maybe going against their their logic their logic and and the idea of what they were going to do at the dealership because now they're caught up in their emotions it elevates emotions so when you're on the car lot and you're with people 
you got to start with passion. Even if you don't know everything about the car business and you're new or you've been in the car business forever, have that passion. Remember what I say in the other episodes, my TikTok videos, my Instagram. I mean, I, I say this all the time. The best actors are also the highest paid actors. So when you have passion, it's like you're acting, right? You, you're putting on a show and you also get paid the most because people will follow a passionate person. They're not going to follow the pencil pusher guy that's just doing his job and he's not doesn't care. All right? So that's number one. Everything starts with passion. That is the root. That is the foundation. Let's move into number two. Very important. If you want to start selling more cars today, you need to know your product and you need to know your competition's product. Okay? When you're on the car lot and you have a customer that's asking you questions about your vehicle and they've dropped little hints that they were already at the the other the competition's product, they're at another dealership, this is your time to shine. This is your time to show them why, first, how incredible your product is and why they should buy your product over the competition. By knowing your product, this doesn't give you the, the right to just become a dictionary and, and, and just spit out a bunch of statistics on your car because that can be boring. You have to tactfully let your customers know based on their hot buttons, based on the things they've told you they're going to use the vehicle for, that's when you use your, your product knowledge and you tailor make the experience for them. Okay, what I mean by that, if you have a, a soccer mom looking at a, uh, a Ford Expedition and she needs the, the space because she got all the stuff in the back, groceries, Costco runs, uh, five or six kids that she's going to pick up, that's not when you talk about uh, the frame strength and the four-wheel drive capabilities and the gear ratios. That's the time you talk about uh, cargo space headroom, shoulder room, leg room. Kids are going to grow up. They can grow up in this vehicle. You don't have to upgrade in a few years when your kids get to six feet. Okay, That's knowing your product and tactfully applying it to the to your, to your audience. Okay, Now, knowing the competition's product is just as important as knowing your product because if you can save that customer that much more time by not having to go visit the competition because... Every vehicle you have on your lot in your new car lineup has somebody in that class, has a competitor in that class. And you need to learn those competitors just like you know your vehicle. So when you're doing a walk around or you're doing a product presentation, you can point out, okay, the competition doesn't have this. This is class exclusive on my vehicle. They're not going to even have this. You can't even upgrade to get this feature. Okay, we have more leg space. We have more towing capacity. We have more shoulder space. We have better sound systems. So you got to know your competition's product because then your customer won't have to go shop you. Then your customer doesn't have to leave the dealership because we all know once they leave to go look at the competition, they're going to run into a salesman and they're going to buy something somewhere else. You need to be that salesman that knows your product and knows the competition's product. Okay. Let's move on to number three. Incredible walk-arounds. This is your time to shine. You're not going to get another chance at doing a first impression walk-around, okay? This is a customer that's walked in and they're looking at, let's say, uh, uh, a Chevy Tahoe for the first time. They've, they've owned Fords, they've owned uh, Dodge product, they've owned every other product, but they've never owned a Chevy and they, they really want a Tahoe. This is your first chance to give them a walk-around on a Tahoe that they've never had before. And if and 
and this is your your chance to show them why they've they've come to the Tahoe and why the Tahoe beats the the competition. And an incredible walk around is something that is interactive with your customer. They get to push buttons. They get to to try out the sound system. They get to hit the 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 blinkers and hear how that even clicks. They get to see underneath the hood. They get to see every little feature that you can show them that pertains to them, stuff that they didn't know that the Tahoe has and that the Tahoe can do or whatever vehicle you're showing, just using the Tahoe as an example. But you need to have an incredible walk around where you point everything out. And remember, your walk around is the setup for the test drive. So when you're doing your walk around, you need to be talking about things that they're going to feel on their test drive. Because what you want to do in the walk around is build up so, so much anticipation that the customer wants to test drive the car. You don't have to ask for the test drive when the customer's like, oh, here's my license, uh, I wanna go drive it. You don't have to ask for a test drive when the customer's drooling out of their mouth to drive the vehicle because you've told them, all these little things that they're going to feel on the test drive that you can only feel on a test drive that's that's doing an incredible walk around when you can hit their hot buttons when it's interactive with the customer and they can't wait to drive it okay no matter what vehicle you're you're showing a customer you need to be talking about the next step so when you're doing an incredible walk around you need to be talking about what they're going to feel on the test drive when you're doing a uh, a meet and greet you need to be talking about the products that you have that you're about to show them because you're going to you're going to be talking about the next step when you're when you're doing your test drive and you come back from the test drive what's after the test drive you're going to work numbers okay so you need to start setting things up before it actually happens so that way they're drooling to do the test drive okay literally they want to test drive it so bad because they can't they can't wait to drive because you've told them all these great things in the in the walk around. Okay, so number three is incredible walk arounds. Number four, let's move on to number four. Never skip the steps of the sale. I posted a video on TikTok about uh, keeping control of the steps of the sale, and it's it's got thirty plus thousand views, and the comments are incredible because you have comments from customers saying, "Oh, I'm in control of the sale. I'm in control. I got the money. I make the decisions." Right. But a lot of times when they come in, they think they know what they want. They think that they, they, they're going to be in control of the sale. But how many times do they come in for a white SUV and they leave in a black truck? Okay. They think they're in control of the scenario. They don't even know what they want. Okay. So never skipping the steps of the sale is not allowing a customer to dictate the steps. Yes, they can tell you what they want. Yes, they have some form of control because they do have the money. But if you just let them run wild, they end up leaving because they don't really know what they want. They think they know what they want. They had an idea before they came to the dealership and then boom, they see a lifted red truck that's got the right wheels, the right exhaust, and the right interior when they came in for a white work, work truck, okay? So the reason why you never skip the steps of the sale is because you'll get off path. There is a reason why when, when these people are climbing Mount Everest, there's these base camps, okay? The base camps are kind of like the steps of the sale. All right, day one, we get to base camp one. Day two, we get to base camp two. Day three, it's very simple to climb Mount Everest. It's just very difficult to do. But if they didn't have those base camps and those different steps of climbing the mountain, then they would never get to the top because they would wander, they'd get lost, they would fall, they would get hurt. 
So no different than the steps of the sale. There is an order to the 11 steps of the sale that you have to do, okay? And each one has a purpose. Each one sets up the next one and each one will take you to the promised land. If you don't skip the steps of the sale, you take the customer through the proper steps, then you're gonna have a car deal at the end, okay? Because they're gonna have a hard time doing this all over again with another salesman at another dealership, and you've done everything right leading up to that part where they have to sign and they say, all right, let's do it. Looks like we're buying a car, honey. All right, let's do this. Because they don't wanna first go through that whole process again. You've done everything right as a salesman. At this point, they love you. At this point, they love the product. They love the dealership. They trust everybody. They don't want to start over somewhere else. And you haven't skipped the steps. You've done your proper job. You've built that emotional value. You've built the value in the vehicle and yourself. They're going to say yes. So number four is never skip the steps of the sale. All right, let's move on to number five. Be a social media titan. I've talked about this in other episodes and, and on my videos. But you need to be a local celebrity, okay? If you're posting stuff every day about your dealership, not just, hey, we have this uh, 2020 F-150 for sale, it's got leather. I'm not talking about those kind of videos. I'm talking about videos where the uh, customers and potential customers can get to know you. Yes, you wanna post videos of while you're on the lot, talking about the dealership, or hey, there's a new hire, or hey, come see me if you're thinking about your new, you know, the next purchase. But you gotta get familiar to these people because uh, when they come, to, when they think of buying a car, they're gonna think of the guy that, that's on social media. Most people nowadays have a social media account of some form. And if you're in their face every day with a funny video or a cool car, not just running ads, you don't wanna just run ads because then you're gonna get blocked. But, you know, stuff that's interesting about your dealership, stuff they didn't know about the product. Oh, did you guys know that the the new Mercedes S-Class has this feature or the new Toyota Tundra has this feature and you go over something that's that's new and exciting? They're going to probably watch you again and you're going to start wearing on them. You're going to start wearing on them. And the next thing you know, when they want to buy a truck, they already know your face. They already know the product. They're probably going to ask for you or at least message you. Be a local celebrity. Post funny videos. Post interesting videos. Post pictures. Not just vehicles for sale and not just sales pitch stuff. You've got to become part of these people's regular daily routine. And then they all of a sudden start looking forward to your posts. And you become a familiar face. And when a topic of buying a new vehicle comes up, your name is in the forefront. Your name is on there on their mouths when they're out talking at parties and get-togethers. Oh, you got to go see this guy or here, let me send you his info. It's on it's on his social media. Also, on your social media accounts, make sure in your name title, the very first thing that they can see is where you work and what you do. I've met salespeople in the past that for some reason, they, they're unwilling to post where they work and what they do and their job title. I don't know if it's they're embarrassed or you know, they're, they're worried about something, but if you get that information out there right away on social media, and we know how important social media is today, you're going to start getting more people messaging you. Oh man, I didn't know you sold cars. Oh, I haven't seen you in 10 years. You sell cars, right? You just got to let people know. If they don't know, they can't buy from you. If you don't have a product on the shelf, they can't buy the product. So you got to make sure they know who you are, what you do and where you work and what you sell. Okay. Number six. Talked about this in my one-on-one -on -one with Tyler Moreno. It's the last one-on-one -on -one we just did. 
and it was work you got to work numbers with everyone okay we'll get into what we actually talked about but I, I need to make sure you guys know number six is you have to work numbers with everyone even if they tell you we're not buying uh, it's the first place we shopped okay working numbers is part of the sales process you can't sell a car until you've worked numbers so if you're letting people go before they got to see the numbers then you're not you're not gonna get any closer to the sale that's the stopping point okay and, and if you say if you allow them to say this is the first place we stopped, I don't want to work numbers yet, I'm not ready to make a decision, and you just take that as, oh, well, okay, well, here's my car. If you never got to work those numbers, you never have the chance to sell the car. So you have to ingrain this in your head no matter what they say, you got to get your numbers worked. You have to let them see the numbers because more often than not, if they get to see the numbers, the payment, the price on paper, then they're that much closer to buying the car. You're stacking the odds in your favor of them buying a car if you show them the numbers. Without numbers, you got nothing. Just know that. If I don't get to the numbers part with this customer, I can never sell a car. No customer ever buys a car without seeing the numbers. They have to see the numbers. Now, they, they can tell you on the lot, yeah, I want to buy this car, but they haven't bought it yet. They have to see the numbers. So make it a point to have 100% show numbers rating with your customers okay now when customers hear the word let's go work numbers or let me put it on paper so you can see the numbers that sounds painful to them that sounds like getting a root canal that sounds like going to the doctor and getting something fixed on their body okay working the numbers sounds painful it sounds long and drawn out so you have to change that verbiage to let me get you more information you have to disguise the numbers as more information but we could all agree that getting the numbers is more information. So you're not lying or, or, or not telling the truth of some form. But you got to get the information, quote unquote, uh, the numbers to the people. So when you get back from that test drive and there's that weird, awkward feeling of, okay, what do I do now? Do they want to buy the car? Do they not want to buy the car? You need to say, you need to squash that feeling and say, all right, come on in, let me get you some more information so you can make an educated decision if they, if you want to buy the car or not, okay? That's up to you if you want to buy it or not, but let me at least get you the rest of the information. Most of the time, customers aren't going to say no. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And if you've given them the, this verbiage of whether you want to buy it or not, it's almost like, oh, well, we got a way out. He's not trying to sell us, honey. He just wants to get us the information. But if you say, well, let's go work the numbers, then they got an abrasive reaction to that. It's, whoa, 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 we're just, I got a dentist appointment. Oh, okay, you have a dentist appointment on a Sunday at 6 p.m.? Okay, right, so they're gonna start making up things to get out of the dealership. You have to disguise the numbers as, let me get you more information. And you're gonna find out if you change that verbiage from numbers to more information, you're gonna start having people come in inside the showroom, work numbers, and start. you're gonna start selling more cars, okay? So number six, do 100% uh, every time of working the numbers with your customers. All right, number seven, call your sold customers. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, you have to stay in contact with your customers longer than their current vehicle will last. If you want customers to come back to you and buy their next car, their next 10 cars, your relationship has to outlast their loan. Your relationship has to outlast their car, okay? If they get tired of their car and you haven't talked to them in four years, it's free game. They're going to go 
wherever first. But if you stayed in contact with them the whole time and your relationship has outlasted the vehicle, you will be their first pick. You'll at least have the first shot of earning their business because first, they're going to feel compelled to come back to you because you've done everything right. You've sent them Christmas cards and birthday cards and you've called them and you sent them happy birthday texts and you've done everything right to keep a relationship. Okay, this doesn't mean call them every month and ask them for to buy something. No, this is simply staying in contact. So you're the first person they think of when it's time to get a new car. They're going to feel guilty if they try somewhere else because you've contacted them, you sent them texts, you sent them cards, you sent them emails. You have to stay in contact with them longer than the vehicle lasts. Okay. So number seven is call your sold customers. Sold customers are a humongous database of uh, potential deals. Okay, number eight, don't be a hermit crab. What I mean by this is when you get off of work, don't just go home and, and never see the public again and then go back to the dealership and go home. You gotta get out and do stuff. You gotta wear your dealership's apparel outside of your home and dealership. More often times than not, if I'm wearing my Alfa Romeo jacket or sweater at a grocery store or at the gym or, or wherever I'm at, someone says something about Alfa Romeo or if I'm wearing my Maserati jacket or if I'm wearing a whatever shirt that has a vehicle on it, people will ask about it. And when they, when they find out what I do, yes, I'm the sales manager at, at the Maserati Alfa Romeo store here in town. Oh man, really? And I give them my car. So you, if you ever need anything in the car business, whether you're buying or not, look me up. I'm here to help you. Okay. Now that card is in that guy's wallet. Something comes up. He needs an oil change. Yeah, come on in. Let me help you get scheduled. Not a problem. Well, guess what happens when he needs another car? He's going to think of the guy that helped him on his oil change or set an appointment up for him or did something for him. So if you're wearing apparel outside of the dealership and outside of your home, you're going to strike conversations and you need to be a social butterfly out in your community, football games, high school football games, whatever it is. Get out there, get to the gym, get to the, the church, get to the, the grocery store and wear your apparel and keep your cards on you. You got to be in business 24, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You, a, a true car salesman that's obsessed with the car business never shuts off. They're thinking about the car business when they sleep. They're talking about the car business when they're clocked out. It is what they do. It is what they are. And those are the guys making 100 150,000, 200K a year are the guys obsessed with the business that wear the clothes, that are social media celebrities and titans and, and they're outside not being a hermit crab. They're outside doing stuff. So number eight, don't be a hermit crab. Okay, number nine, wander the car lot. A lot of dealerships have their own service center. A lot of dealerships have their own body shop or some form of more than just their 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 car their cars for sale you got to go wander the car lots because more oftentimes than not you're going to run into a customer whether it's at service the body shop the quick lube center uh walking who knows what they're doing on the lot you're going to run into somebody if you just stay in one spot at your at your car lot watching the lot then you're waiting on something to happen for you instead of going out and making something happen the chances of someone landing right on your lap that wants to buy a car if you're just sitting there all day waiting for an up are, are slim. Go out there and make stuff happen, okay? So wander your car lots and you'll most likely run into somebody that may not be looking for a car to buy, 
But after a conversation and you've perked their interest and you were a salesman for a, a brief amount of time, now they're interested in something. Oh my goodness, your car's 10 years old? Yeah, why don't you trade it in? You should see the new, the new whatever. Really? Yeah, it's got Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. You can do this and that. The lights turn on by themselves. They they got the automatic brights, the windshield wipers. You got to see the new product. You Let me at least show you why you're here before you take off. I know you're just getting an oil change, but let me at least show you. Okay, well, what happens next after you've done what you're supposed to do? They're buying a car. People like spending money. People like buying stuff. They just need someone to take them there. And that is where you come in. Okay, so make sure you wander the lots. Along that topic, you got to stay out of the huddles. The huddles seem to um, create negativity. The huddles seem to create uh, no sales. They really don't. They, they pay zero dollars and zero cents an hour. The huddle does. Okay. And I was thinking about something which sounds a little goofy, but I'm going to say it anyway. Imagine the character Darth Vader from Star Wars. Okay. The menacing villain that takes no. It doesn't take no for an answer. Imagine if Darth Vader was talking to your manager inside the showroom and he's looking for a job. Darth Vader wants to work at your dealership as a salesman. He goes through his interview. Next thing you know, uh, Monday comes around and, and he's done with his training. Now he's on the car lot. Darth Vader is selling cars at your dealership. Do you think he's going to be in the huddle talking about uh, politics or he's going to be in the huddle complaining about someone else getting the phone call or he's in the huddle talking about there's no customers on the lot? No. You know what Darth Vader's going to be doing? He's going to be finding customers to absolutely crush. <laughs> in a good way, though. Darth Vader is going to clock in at the dealership and go find a customer and sell him a car because he's got one mission on his mind and it's to sell cars. He doesn't goof around. He doesn't play around. He's got one mission and that's to sell cars. Well, you need to be the Darth Vader of your dealership. When you go to work, you stay out of the huddles. You don't get caught up in the negativity. You're there to slay sales and become a titan. Okay? It sounds goofy or not. It does sound goofy, Darth Vader selling cars. Be kind of cool, actually. But think about the, that that character. He's, he's here to work. Okay? He fears nothing. And he's going to finish his mission regardless. Okay? So, wander the lot, stay out of the huddles, no negativity. Number 10, the final one. You need to have a goal bigger than your current self. Okay? Uh, what I mean by that is if you're a sales guy and your biggest month is, let's say, 12 cars. You've sold 12 cars. You've never sold more than that or 14 cars. Whatever the number is, you need to have a goal, an ongoing goal that I'm going to sell 20 cars one month. And, and you need to fight every month to hit that goal. It's, it's, you've never done it before. It's bigger than yourself. Can I ever hit 20 cars? Well, if you don't ever put the goal out there and you don't ever try, you'll never get close. If you have a goal of 20 cars and you hit 18, that's your new, that's your new high, right? You reach for the stars, at least you land on the moon. It's better to reach for something than not at all. Then stay average. Then then keep low goals. I'm going to sell nine this month. Are you kidding me? Nine cars? My daughter London, who's 13, could come to work and sell nine cars. That doesn't impress anybody. Nine cars doesn't, doesn't even impress you. That paycheck's not that great. Why don't you have a crazy goal and try to go for it every single month? Yeah, it sounds crazy, but just go for it. Put in all your work. 
do your very best to try to hit that goal. What I also mean by a goal bigger than your current self is, do you want to be a sales manager? Do you want to be a GSM? Do you want to be an owner? What is your your real big goal? And you need to keep that in your head. Everything you're doing right now is building towards the mega goal. Okay, I've heard from salespeople, oh, there's a sales guy that doesn't know nothing about cars and he sells 15 to 20 a month. Well, good for that guy. But that guy's going to stay a salesman for the rest of his career and you're going to move up. It doesn't take just selling a bunch of cars to move up. It takes the whole package. Learn your product. Get good with customers. Be a social media titan. uh, Be a local celebrity. Wander the lots. Know your competition's product. You're you're known as a sales guy that never skips any uh, steps of the sale. You even call your sold customers. You're great at getting customers in after the test drive. You're out in the, the public's eye, local events, and you have these giant goals that people know about. Your GSM knows that you want to be a sales manager one day. Okay, these, these are the things that you need to do to sell more cars. It's a whole aura. You need to change your whole aura to I am a businessman that happens to sell cars and nothing is going to stop me from doing what I got to do to hit major goals and make a ton of money every month. 10 ways to sell more cars. I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. I can't wait to get to season four when I get to talk about, actually season four is going to be all the one-on-one trainings I've done. So if you want to be a part of season four, make sure you guys uh, message me. We'll set up a one-on-one time. I got five more slots for it. So look forward to talking to you. Kyle Galaz, Porter Pro Car Sales Training Podcast, out.